With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On Giddy Up, it's time for the debate. Jack Jenkins, hello to you, mate. Morning, Gareth. Hey, good to be here. It's that part of spring where you just pop out of bed every yes. morning, just getting ready to go. Especially when there's blue skies, that crisp um, feeling in the air. There's, there's, there's no better time to be alive. I 100% agree. And he's back from a bit of a break, and um, he's a superstar. Miles Fitzdemiler, hello to you, mate. G-Man, Jack, good to be back on with both of you. Um, you're spot on. When it's it's daylight a bit earlier, it's daylight a bit longer, there's that sort of little bit of dew that you can cut off in the morning when you go for a run. It's probably you run before the dew, don't you, Gareth? You're sort of a 4 a.m. You know I tried to get up early because I'm going to the races today, and I wanted to get up and start my day um, – in a positive note, because like I, I needed to go for a run with my schedule today and I couldn't, like I wasn't able to do it after the, the races, but I'm an afternoon night runner, not a morning runner. And uh, I went for a gallop, um, and I blew up like a lot earlier than I usually blow up. So it's amazing the different, like getting up in the morning. And if you're used to running in the afternoon, Jack, that it, it can, it can change the way that your body um, feels when you, you're doing some exercise. Yeah, completely different. I know, I know, I can tell the difference between whether I have a big breakfast or a small breakfast. I'll tell the difference that night based on, on what kind of exercise I'm doing. You're yeah. like a horse. Yeah. Like whether you lick the, whether whether you lick the, the beard or not. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and if I do a hard workout in the morning versus an easy workout, after the easy workout, that night I can go for a run. And I'll fly through it. Like I won't breathe. I won't blow up or anything. If I do a hard workout in the morning and then I do the same run at night, I'll absolutely struggle through it. Yeah. So I'm totally different. See, it depends on the weather for me. If the weather around the tan's really good, normally the viewing's pretty good. I run a bit faster. Yeah, yeah. But if it's nice and cold, there's not too many around the tan. I tend to run a little bit slower. Depends on the quality around the tan as to how quick I'm going. I love, Boys. I love, I love the run around the tan. Milo, I would love to see you gallop around the tan in the nick that you're in at the moment. I, I did. I did yesterday. How'd you go? Yeah, blew up. Didn't quite make the last hill, but... That's all you need to do. I'm yep. proud of you. Yeah. No, I'm back into it. Back into it. Let's get stuck into our topics and categories. This is a debate. So hopefully we disagree this week. I know Milo will disagree on something I say, so looking forward to it. Here we go. The first topic of discussion today. Can Gold Trip win all three majors this spring? I'll start here. Now, there's yet to be a decision whether, or confirmed decision, whether he's going to a Caulfield Cup. I'm pretty sure that they'll accept today um, and he'll be hard to beat in the Caulfield Cup and then he'll be hard to beat in the Cox Plate. And if he can win those two races, he's in fine form and he'll be mighty hard to beat in a Melbourne Cup. He did it last year, had no luck in a Cox Plate before going on to win a Melbourne Cup. He was the top weight for the Melbourne Cup last year and he only had won the one race. So now he's won three races after winning the cup and also now a Turnbull Stakes. If you, I watched that Turnbull Stakes last night and how are they going to beat him in a Caulfield Cup, even though he's got to give some of those horses weight, how are they going to beat him in the Cox Plate if he's sound and right to go? Kiramar and David Eustace are wonderful trainers and 
I think that if you go back and have a look at the history of Caulfield Cup horses going to a Cox Plate, it's remarkable. The great Dean Lester always said to me, the best lead up to a Cox Plate is the Caulfield Cup. So have a crack, lads. Create a little bit of history in a way and try and win the big three grand slams of the Melbourne Spring. I hope they do it. And I think he's in the form after watching him in the Turnbull that he can do just that. And the other point with this is that some will say, Gareth, he needs a little bit of give in the ground. And I had a chat to a few of the, the connections of this horse. I think that could have been in previous years when he wasn't at his, at his best from a soundness point of view. But I think he's overcome all of those issues, especially with his feet, as we saw in the Turnbull. So I think it's a bit of a myth now that he needs a little bit of give in the track. Obviously, I think he goes better with a little bit of give in, but he can still perform well on a good, good four, good three, Jack. So I hope they do it. I think he's good enough to do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, how far do we have to go back to find one that has won all three? You got to go. Might and Power won the Caulfield in the Melbourne, Not and then the, the following year, year yeah. did the Cox Plate, and then Rising Fast in nineteen fifty four. I think was the only one to ever do it. The Kiwi Horse. The chance to to get your hands on all three, it just doesn't come up very often. And with a horse looking as phenomenal as Gold Trip is at the moment, then why wouldn't you? And it's it's. The way it ran in the Turnbull, it looks like an absolute world beater. The way it went past him yeah. was so impressive. Um, and like you said, the the issue it did have with its hoofs where it was, you know, they always had it with its shoes off all the time because it, ha it had problems down there. Kieran Maher and David Eustace are geniuses and they seem to have got that figured out and the horse is sound. And I would love to see it get nominated today and, and be in the barrier draw for the Caulfield Cup. And if it draws a barrier here and then in the Cox Plate, it's going to be mighty hard to beat in all three. History would suggest that it's extremely difficult, especially when you start gates come into it. You've got other horses. Last year, uh, you remember the fifth in the Turnbull, second in the Caulfield Cup, then ran ninth in that Animo on Thunderstruck um, um, Cox Plate. And what was it? Uh, close enough to what? Three and a half, four, something like that behind them. And then won the Melbourne Cup. It's just highly unlikely. Can? Yes. Highly unlikely. You'd expect maybe that the Melbourne Cup's going to be obviously the key. They're not going to do anything to to um, to stop that being the major target. But, um, look, if it runs this Saturday, very interesting. I'd be against it in the Cox Plate. But, wow, the, the, the stocks at the moment, I told this to you guys yep. a long time ago, if you're ever going to do it, um, it's at the moment because – the staying ranks or, or these 2,000-metre-plus horses at the moment have never been weaker. So rising fast, as you point out, Jack, was the last horse to do it in 1954. Fred Kersley always said to me his greatest regret was not to do it with Northerly when he won the Caulfield Cup, then the Cox Plate. He had to carry 60. Yeah. I think he was a bit harshly treated by Greg Carpenter on that occasion as the handicapper. And I think in today's world, they would never give him 60. And I don't think if he wins the Caulfield Cup gold trip, It'll be a travesty if they give him a penalty because he's weighted to his best in a way, 58 and a half. Um, so what, what does he carry in the cup? What, what does he carry 58 in the cup? 58 and a half. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is what he carried last year, is it not? Or did no, he carry 57. 57. Yeah. Right. So he said, and he's like last year he carried top weight and he only had won the one race. He was fourth in Arc de Triomphe and he was second in a Caulfield Cup before that victory in that Melbourne Cup to win his second race. So, and he's a different horse. Like the Turnbull Stakes 
like Romantic Warrior is going to make three and a half, four lengths up on him. And J-Mac on this show yesterday said that he believes that he definitely can after working him at the Valley. Romantic Warrior won't win. Yeah. It won't win. It's running too slow. It's too fat. Pulled its head off last start. It will not win the Cox Plate. You hate Romantic Warrior. It will not win. Yeah. That's another category. I'd be be very wary. I'm wary as anyone of Mooney Valley. And and some horses like it and some horses hate it. Um, But... Be very, very wary with a horse like Romantic Warrior. I tend to agree, um, but you just never know what happens in regards to pattern and how they're run. Is if it gets a race to suit, look out. All right, then. So can he do the big three? Uh, history would suggest no, uh, but if there's a year to do it, yes, yeah. it I, would be this year. I think who cares about history? I think you can make your own history. I know it's been a long time, 1954, since Rising Fast did it, but... Why not do it and create greatness? And you've got this opportunity, the connections of Gold Trip, to do just that. Last year, last year we had a horse that was a superstar that didn't know how to win races. Now we've got a horse with all the talent and he knows how to win. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a funny one. You'd think that one's going to get dropped. If there's one that's going to get dropped, that'll be the Cox Plate for mine. Talking- It'll be Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup double. No, they're going to definitely, the Cox Plate's definite. So. Yeah, what I'm saying is if he drops a race, oh, okay. that's the one I think oh, yeah. he drops. Talking about it, then, so we'll get on to the Cox Plate. Gay Waterhouse and Wayne Hawks on this show during the week said that that they can't believe that Alligator Blood, after watching him in the might and power, isn't the firm favourite for the WS Cox Plate. Romantic Warriors at four fifty, Alligator Blood at six fifty, Gold Trip seven, Fangirl at nine dollars, Militarized at nine dollars, Victoria Road at nine dollars, Mister Brightside at ten, and then Light Infantry Man at seventeen. They want to go to the Cox Plate with King Colorado. He's at twenty to one, and I think the other horses aren't coming. Led by Stepati, Think It Over. I think Think It Over. There's a question mark and. Without a fight, is going to the Caulfield Cup, and I don't know if it'll back up into a Cox Plate. I don't think it will. So, Alligator Blood should he be favourite over Romantic Warrior, Jack? Yeah, I believe so. But I think I think if anything, I think I I like to see Gold Trip a bit shorter in the market to be yeah you know to to be favourite there the way that he's been winning. I know obviously he's got tasks ahead of him before then. Um, out of the two, if we're just saying should Alligator Blood be shorter than Romantic Warrior, absolutely. Absolutely, he should. Yeah. He, he should be the favourite. The way he ran on the weekend, and he was as impressive as he, he runs the valley well. We know sometimes the valley does have that rail bias leaderish, and if it's anything like that, which I hope it's not, then Alligator Blood will be mighty hard to run down. I still think Romantic Warriors should be in front of Alligator Blood. Alli- Romantic Warriors rated as the, at his best in the top 10 horses in the world. He had a lead up that we all understood that he needed the run. And he was first up and completely underdone. And that's why he got keen because he was too fresh in a way. And J-Mac pointed that out. He's come on a lot since that effort. Second up, when you have a look at that horse's profile, he's a superstar over 2,000 metres. He'll be beating he'll be beating Alligator Blood in a Cox Plate. But I think Gold Trip deserves to start favourite um, because whether he can improve four lengths, Romantic Warrior after that Turnbull Stakes, that would be some training performance. I think Gold Trip is just um, in the zone at the moment. There's still the big query. Look, even though you're seeing a win over 2,000 metres for Alligator Blood, the query's always been whether or not it's a 2,000. You've got horses like Vow and Declare, um, Dewey running in behind in the Caulfield Stakes. They haven't really been going all that great either. Um, mm. Whether or not he beat up on maybe a few also rans um, and got the race to suit. My, I'm still a big, if you're talking 
at the top end, 2,000 metres, I still think he might be a slight query. Um, I know that might sound silly, but you only got to go back through his record. Over 2,000 metres, he hasn't really been dominant. And, and when you get... Well, he's Gold only tri- had three starts over 2,000 metres and he was dominant on the weekend. And, and Again, but what I'm saying is that's yeah. also Rams, right? But he had he, he had excuses in a Cox Plate. He had a setback before the Cox Plate last year. And I thought his run was pretty good under the circumstances. He, he's not, he's not, he's an unbelievable 16, 1800 metre horse. Mr. Brightside had got the better of him over the mile, being the better miler. But at 2,000 metres against a couple of these other horses, he's a freak. Can't knock him, but... Not, not for me. I don't think you should be favourite, and you're going to get a decent price. They, you always do about alligator blood. Do you, do, you always... think, do you think Romantic Warrior should be top line of betting? Yep. Yeah, I think it should. Yep. I think Gold but... Trip should be favourite. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, if they're va- they're aiming up at the at the Cox Plate, that's a priority. Say over a Caulfield Cup still with Gold Trip. So I can't believe he's not favourite after the Turnbull Stakes. I don't know what race everyone was watching. Yeah, and especially considering they've said we might not even go. To Caulfield, we might bypass yep. Caulfield just to go straight to the Cox Plate. His two thousand meter runs, Alligator Bloody was fifth at Caulfield in the Mackay. I um, mean, the Might and Power last year behind Animo, beating just over two lengths. He was fifth at the Valley, um, in a Cox Plate behind Animo. He was beaten just over two lengths, and the next time we saw him over two thousand meters was on Saturday. The when Caulfield he, Stakes, yeah, no, yeah. and he beat up on Vow and Declare and Vow and so he's, that's a tougher 2,000-metre trip for him on the weekend yeah. or coming up at the Cox Plate. But I think he's gone to a – that was his best run I've seen for a, uh, quite some time, Alligator Blood. Mm. Yeah, but he looks like he's gotten better. I, I potted him at the start of the spring. I said, Alligator Blood cannot win another group one. I said, there's, there's so no chance. I. I potted him, Matt. And then that he's come out and he looks better than he's ever looked. And I'm pretty sure his ratings would stack up as better than he's ever run. Yeah, I said in the Underwood Stakes because they, they – Placed him perfectly there because he defeated Tuvalu and Joaz. And he had he started a short price favourite and he won like he should have won there. Yeah, but tu, um, Tuvalu. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. He, he was beautifully placed. But after that, I said, I don't think he'll win another group one for the season. But then he was beautifully placed in a, in a might and power. It is going to get a lot tougher for him from now on. Alligator blood. Um, but well done to Gay Waterhouse and Adrian. But you just have to marvel at the old boy. He just keeps on showing up. We need to take a break. It's 20 minutes past eight. This is a Wednesday debate. Gareth Hall, Miles Fitzner and Jack Jenkins with you on this Wednesday morning. 0499 736 736 to join our conversation. And don't forget, we're trackside live from Caulfield this Saturday for the Caulfield Cup. Join us and use the code SENTRACK. It's pretty simple. The code's SENTRACK for $100 off an MRC membership. Welcome back to Giddy Up. Gareth Hall with you. This is the Wednesday Debate. And today's wagering update brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The Wednesday Debate team, Gareth Hall, Jack Jenkins, Miles Fitzner with you. Now, this might upset me a little bit, but here we go. This is the next topic. Uh-oh. Is Amelia's jewel overrated? After her disappointing performance there on Saturday in a Turak, who wants to start here? D- d- look, d- All right, Molly, we've got to be start. we've got to be careful with the terminology. Now, overrated is is not the right word. Okay. Um, overhyped is the correct terminology. What's the difference between overhyped and overrated? Because she's a very, very, very good horse. She's an elite horse, but. I think the hype 
um, the fanfare, she's overrated. the fanfare, and the support. <laughs> we'll debate it's that. Different. What's the difference between overhyped, overhyped, and, over- and overrated? Are different. No, I'll, no. I'll, I'll stick by that. <laughs> they are different. <laughs> they are different. <laughs> now, right. yep, superb in the Let's Elope Group Two. Few horses in here. You're talking life lessons. El Patroness. Few others. Um, magnificent in the stocks. Pride of Jenny. Deny knowledge. A few others. And then goes to the Turak. Now, there are people that are going to say that she didn't parade all that well. There are people that are going to say she went off her head, X, Y, Z. Now, don't get me wrong. Love Amelia's jewel, especially love Simon Miller. But there's been a lot of talk. She's been very, very popular. Publicly, she's been loved and admired. There are people, they're doing things on racing.com about super fans of Amelia's jewel that have got tattoos on their wrists. Just everyone needed to calm down a notch. You want to see her go to it at Group 1 level over here in the spring. We're yet to see it. Um, we may see it. But if you look at a few things like Dan, some of Dan O'Sullivan's ratings and the points that he makes on his on his Twitter were very, very valid. She has to go to some sort of peak, and she hasn't done it yet. So overhyped, yes, I rate the horse very highly, but overhyped, uh, yeah, has been overhyped massively. Okay. So... Don't get stuck into me about the difference between overhyped. Overhyped and overrated are two different things. Jack? No, absolutely not. She's a superstar. She'll win group ones. I hope that she's she's come through this and whatever whatever it is that set her off, I hope it was nothing. It was just an off day. And she comes, she pulls up sound, she'll be bright again soon. They'll take her to the golden eagle. She'll whack the blinkers on. Simon will put the blinkers on her and she will absolutely brain them in the golden eagle. And then we'll be everyone will be back on board. There's a couple of points to this is that the racing is a beautiful game and it's been a wonderful game because people have different opinions and opinions are way that the markets are shaped in a way. So you can believe that she's not as good as everybody is saying she is and the overhype or if she's overrated helps you get a better price for a horse like an attrition if you liked him in a Turak handicap. There's a couple aspects that I think that you need to take into consideration with Amelia's jewel. First of all, you have a what you, you listen to the the, the yard watchers and Peter Anthony. So I've got a lot of respect for from the mailbag. He's watched her in WA and he's watched her at Caulfield. Said she was just completely different horse there on Saturday and you couldn't back her. Simon Mel, Simon Miller mentioned that after the race. Mentioned that she didn't eat up. She's not herself. So there was something not quite right with her. The blood's come back, but that's okay. So you think she, something wasn't right there on Saturday. Then the other thinking regarding this is that she just blew up after that hot tempo. They went, they went lickety split the middle stages, especially, and she might've just not handled that, that type of race pressure, which she really hasn't seen before. So there's a couple of different theories that you could have going into this. I, for me, I think that the jury's still out in a way. Do you like to see her again, especially at a high level? The jury's, jury's out on what? Well, the jury is out on like whether she can perform up to the, the group one horses. So if we had the we had our rankings for weeks and you had her on top of your rankings as 100%. the best horse in the <laughs> you had her on top as your best horse in the country. On top of your ranking for weeks, had to be five weeks on top. Yeah. At least had five, to be five weeks. weeks on top. So I had her. I had her on top for yeah, one week. On I top, did, I put not, her on not top. Not just not just top five. Yep. As the best horse in the country. Hundred percent. And you know, I stand by that. And I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do at a next race start. I think that you can forgive her for that run. I don't think that there was something wrong with her. And I might have egg on my face if she performs like that again. 
but I'm backing her in. And I especially with the, got the blinkers up, the, up their sleeve. I think that if she goes to the Golden Eagle and she handles the Sydney way of going, she's going to be mighty hard to beat. And you know what? And I agree. I definitely agree. But that's not saying that what we're saying about before either. I fully agree with you. She's a bet in the, in the Golden Eagle, 100%. Yeah. At that price. She, shades I don't know go if she's on. a bet now because we don't know if she's going there. Shades um, go on. She comes back. She wins a Golden Eagle. We do this Wednesday debate show yeah. the day after the yep. Wednesday after the Golden Eagle, and we put up a big board with Amelia's Jewel on top of Gareth's top five. Well, you've got Correct. Legato, Amelia's Jewel, Hawaii 5-0, look, Kovalika, Pericles, Attrition. So you got Legato $5 with bet 365, Mai, the Japanese galloper at six, Amelia's Jewel seven, Hawaii cool. 5-0 at seven, Kovalika at eight, Age of Kings, which is an import now purchased by Guy Moldcaster for Chris Waller. At fifteen, Pericles at fifteen, attrition is at seventeen dollars. Looks like he'll head that way for Mitch Friedman, and then bonus notches at seventeen, and big prices like a Vienna Princess who won the Silver Eagle at seventeen. Gareth had Amelia's Jewel on at uh, um, on top off a bloody trial. I did good point you make. Um, Luck La- Hill trial yeah. too. Gareth tips are overrated and overhyped. Ha ha ha. Good on you, Braden. Um, Googled overhyped and overrated. Miles is spot on. Ha ha. Two different meanings. Yes. Depending. Yeah. Well, I'll, I don't want to get into that. Um, <laughs> here we go. What else have we got? I think Kovalik is a good price. Um, good horse. For the Cox player. Good yeah. horse. She'll go, he'll this go to the Cox player. Good horse. Yeah. Good horse. This is the worst text um, computer. That That's one we deal with every Wednesday. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty old. Well, you get that yeah. up. Kovalik. I think Kovalik is at a good price to run a really good race in the Cox Plate. Probably needs a few things to go its way, but I've loved its last few runs. That's from TD. Some bad news for you, TD, that Kovalik is going to the Golden Eagle. Not is that the Cox right? Plate. Won't yeah. go to the Cox Plate. No. And and we'll bet, and look, you're getting you're going to get big prices about a few of these things. I think Legado's too short in the Golden Eagle. Well, you get eight dollars now for Kovalik and with bet three six and seven for Amelia's Jewel. Yeah, but he needs a Barry Kovalika. He's been mining in an Epsom, and he was really good back, at King Charles. Back, I, backed back. him, I backed him in the Epsom. Yeah. yeah. Came home hard. But he yeah. had bad Barrys. Yep. Yep. Um, what else? Would... That's disappointing, because I, I I think the way he's running, he looks like a 2,000-meter horse. I don't know why he dropped him back to Well, we had we had the, the Breeding Golden Bloodstock and Banner podcast with Guy Molcaster, who manages that horse and yep. purchased that horse. and. Um, I think it's 10 million reasons why they're dropping back to the 1500 and they believe that he can set a little bit closer if he draws a gate Yeah, and he's just been unlucky. He's been probably performing the best sectionals in the concluding stages, but if you're too far back, it doesn't really matter. It, so it just seems a, it seems a funny decision to make to go and run second to Amelia's jewel. Yeah, that's a good point. you <laughs> make. That's a very good point you make. Let's take the news. It's 8.33. This is the Wednesday debate. Gareth Hall. Jack Jenkins and Miles Fitzner with you on this Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Giddy Up. This is the Wednesday debate. Gareth Hall, Jack Jenkins, Miles Fitzner with you. Next category. Is the Everest clearly now the second biggest race in Australia after the weekend? Has it surpassed the Cox Plate and Caulfield Cup, Caulfield Guineas meetings and the Golden Slipper in Sydney during the autumn, Jack? It's the second biggest race? Yes. Yeah. No. I think the Cox Plate, the Cox Plate is... Still the second biggest race we have behind the Melbourne Cup. Uh, I think with with certain, it's going to change year to year depending on what horses we have going around. If we have a really good miler slash 2,000 metre horse going around, like an Animo, you know, like a So You Think or 
if we ever get to see something else like a Winx, then it's going to be the Cox Plate. If we have a really high-profile sprinter going around, like a nature strip, like a, you know, I wish I win probably had a little bit of that about him, but he took that long break off this year, then it's going to be the Everest. So I think it's horse dependent, but I would yeah. say that it is absolutely on par with the Cox Plate as our second biggest race. Miles? And for racing people, no, it's number three, Melbourne Cox um, Everest. But for non-racing people, it's starting to rival for, for chat and people talking about it. It's in front of the Caulfield Cup and the Cox Plate for non-racing. I think for non-racing no. people... I think for racing people, the Melbourne Cup wouldn't be in front of the Cox Plate. Well, Cox Plate, Melbourne Cup, they're the two, right? Yeah. They're, they're the two. But for non-racing people, the Everest is, is surpassed, has surpassed Cox Plate, Caulfield Cup. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. It's marketing genius from Peter Volandis. I was there in Sydney and witnessed it. And two had to fly out. Yeah, to had Melton. to fly out. But the build up to that race, we're, we're racing. And I lived in Sydney for six or so years. And I've never seen people talk about racing like they did before the Everest last week. So what Peter Volandis has been able to do is he's been able to get this sport of thoroughbred racing back in the minds of the people of Sydney. And it's, it's a marketing machine, the Everest now, because people are talking about this race a long way out. The, the slots are fascinating within themselves, within themselves. It's a race within a race. So, it works the Everest and the race meeting around it with the King Charles, it's an event. So I think at the moment from a publicity point of view and momentum, it might have the Cox plate covered. I yep, think, well and it. truly. So, and the Cox plate's not far off. There's no doubt about that, but it's just, I don't think in my time watching sport that there's been like an innovation in sport. Like you had the big bash for cricket, um, what other examples that we've got from sport that's that's the big bash was like interesting. Go for back, about go a back. Year. State of Origin, go the back NRL, to World Series cricket, World Series cricket. What what Peter Volandis has done with the Everest is is the same as what the State of Origin did for rugby league. What World Series cricket did for cricket. Um, well, you can see every single like other codes, other states. Everyone went and copied it. Yeah, and you know when something's working is when everyone goes and tries to do the same thing. Well, it does work. Everyone went and copied it, and, and we, you know, we saying we being down here in Victoria, it, they're that far behind. They're that far behind New South Wales. It's not even funny. Everyone talks about the New South they're Wales. They're that far behind. They're, they're, oh, I, go on, mate, have a look. Damien Barrett again on on. Um, have a look at the races. Go and have a look at the Everest footage again. That they throw a party up there. They know how to do it. They're doing it that much better. Yeah. The marketing of all of it. They are trying to catch up here, though. Moya, They're trying. Moya, Moya Stakes Night, which isn't a significant meeting in terms of Everest versus Moya Stakes. Mm. It's not on the same level, right? But Moya Stakes Night at the Valley, absolutely pumped for a lower level meeting. And I reckon the Manicado Cox Plate meeting, they're gonna they're upping it again and it's going to go bigger and bigger. And you can see that Flemington are doing the same thing, the VRC with this, the Palooza thing they're throwing. They've got mm -hmm. these big DJs coming and that sort of stuff. It will, they're, they're starting to catch on. And I think by the end of this spring, we'll start to say, all right, we're heading in the right direction. Yep. Yep. But I do agree with you. For the last three years or so, they've just oh, dominated. Dominated. Yeah, dominated. Ramwick with the, with um, Sweet Caroline and the like. like every <laughs> so day's a, it's a massive event in Sydney now. So... 
it's more than just a race meeting. So hats off to everybody involved there. It's 8.40. We'll take a break. The Wednesday debate. Gareth Hall, Miles Fitzner, Jack Jenkins with you. Send in your text messages 0499 736 736 to join our conversation. Don't forget we are Trackside Live from the Caulfield Cup this Saturday. Join us and use the code SEN Track for $100 off your MRC memberships. Welcome back to Giddy Up Wednesday debate time. Gareth Hall, Miles Fitzner, Jack Deacon's with you. Send in your text messages 0499 736 736. Just after 10 o'clock, we'll go, not 10 o'clock, 9 o'clock, we'll go through them. Um, plenty of strong opinions, which we all love. Who cares if you abuse us? Send them in. Be careful if you're abusing Jack Jenkins because he can fight a lot better. Oh than yeah, I. don't take him on. Yeah, <laughs> um, there's one, one, one of I have. Is this someone? Josh that... Jenkins. He's called Jack Josh Jenkins. Haven't said whoever. Does someone come for you? Yeah, they don't send Is a name brave? every week. No, but he doesn't put his name on the end of the message. Oh. Usually, someone will sign off. Like, oh, terrible opinion, Jack from Braden or yeah. Fitz. That sucks. Dot 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 yep. from John. This bloke just pots me, yeah. says nothing. Good no gumption, you. doesn't oh. give his name. And I refuse to let Jack have the number. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> me, me, car park now. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, out of the Everest, what horse do you want to be taking home? Oh, no brainer. Cylinder. I wish I would. Freak. Yeah, I, I think, I, would, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to take the winner home. 10 starts, no, 10 victories from 11 starts, son of so you think. He yeah, just, you know what? He just does what he needs to do. When horses come up to him, he finds a length or, length or so. Um, and he's as sound as a button now. I, I, I think he'll get, he'll get better over more of a trip. He's the horse that I want. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gareth, but it's which horse do you want to own? Yeah, that's which it. Which horse do you not want to be? From a racing perspective, you didn't, like not from a broodmare oh, point not from of view. A, from not from a breeding secret. perspective. No, just, just from a, racing. Yeah. Oh, well, I wish I went. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think Because <laughs> you can do it from... 12 to 1800 or 2000. Yep. You can do it off different tempos. He can do it forward. He can do it back. Uh, Did you know the winners by So You Think and he'll get more of a trip as well? And I think he he's as, as, as adaptable as I wish I win and he's a winner. What I, I had no idea, but a shout out to Kenny McCaffrey, a, a bloke who I do know. He's got 10% to think about it. I had no idea, bloke that I know up in Queensland. And Kenny told me, well, Kenny told a good friend yeah. of mine, he said, no, nah, they were that confident going into it. Um, I'm 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 not still conv- I know it by so you think, but I'm still not convinced about that horse over a trip. Just because they're bred like that doesn't mean they run like no. that. Well, he'll win over thirteen hundred in the Giga Kick if he goes that way. Um, I'd love to see him in a champion sprint taking on the likes of Imperatrice. And I think sometimes, like you'd love to have a bonus for an Everest winner into a into a, a Dali sprint mm. or a champion sprint, but they do that, of course, with the. Um, with the Giga Keep, that 1,300-metre race named after the Everest winner of the previous year, Jack. Yeah. Our our sprint races are all so exciting, not just because we have the best sprinters in the world in terms of our horse stock, but because of how differently our big races are all run. You've got our biggest Flemington sprints down the straight, which presents its own set of challenges mm. and its own pattern and its own way it's raced. And then you've got our Mooney Valley sprints, which are another thing altogether. And then you've got our Randwick uh, the Everest, obviously, and the race patterns for all three of those races play so differently. So for one horse to be able to dominate on all three tracks, they really have to be tactical. They they just have to be the best horse. So it's such an interesting, it, interesting moment in our sprint race. You've got to be versatile. Mm. Have to be. The, the the look at the Everest field this year, and Guy Mulcaster made this point this morning on Breeding Bloodstock and Banter, which drops later this afternoon. 
and I would love to see this. I don't know if it's possible or not, but so with horses like Think About It and I Wish I Win, that you could imagine that they could get over more of a trip. We saw Cylinder compete over 1,400 metres in a Golden Rose. Wouldn't you love to see a race series worth all worth 20 million, just to like say you could dream, 1,400, 1,600, no, 1,200, 1,400, 1,600, and the horses all competed in that race series over the different distances, a little bit like an inter-dominion in the trots in a way. And there was a big carrot at the end of the day and you could go around the country or and like. And you know which horse can do it? I, I wish, wish I would. Think about I'd back think about it over. Well, I wish well I think win. about it. You don't think about it's eight or nine dollars in the champion sprint over 1200. It's about five, fifth or sixth in the yeah. market. Yeah. Is that because it's doubtful to go there or is that Who? because they don't think it's the best which horse one? in the race? Think about it. In the. Champion sprint. Yeah, I think it's going to the Giga Kick. Right. Yeah. Well, the champion sprint, I mean, that's one of your debate. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead, aren't I? I think, um, yeah, I wish I win. We're going to take a break. We'll come back and debate that. If you if you own I wish I win and Milo thinks he's still the best horse in the country. Easily. Would you go to the champion's mile or stick to the champion sprint? This is the Wednesday debate. Gareth Hall, Jack Jenkins and Miles Fitzner with you on this Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Giddy Up Wednesday Debate Time. Let's run through the next topics. I wish I win. Does he go to a sprint or does he go to a mile? What races you got a better chance in? For me, it's a difficult one. you just got to back in Peter Moody because he knows how much work he's done. I know that he had to keep him nice and fresh to get us 1,200 metres. We had that six-week break in between runs from the Memsey um, until, the, of course, the Everest. Um, but wherever he goes, he's going to be mighty hard to beat. Sprint for me. Um, yeah. Sprint for me all day. Um, I just think, yeah, the mile might be, there's a few other things that probably could go wrong if they could go wrong, but mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'd sprint for me, but geez, you back Kath and Pete in, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I want him to take him to the mile. I think he'll be better okay. over the mile. I think, um, you know, he's a, he's really good at the sprint, no doubt one of the best. And I think he could probably with the right prep win both, you know, if they were run it at different times, he, he yep. has, he has a chance to win both. I just think I always pinned him as sort of a mile and a little bit further even maybe from his Golden Eagle run. Uh, but obviously they went a different direction. We'll get out. Yeah. It's, sorry, it's under me. No, no, you're up. Finish your sentence. Uh, yeah, I just, I pinned him as a miler and to get out further from his Golden Eagle run. Yeah. I, and I said, I said at the start of the campaign, if Peter Moody had just one race and the only race that he could compete in for a grand final um, and he had to win it to win $25 million, I think he would target a mile race with him instead of a 1,200-meter race. Um, but he's a superstar. I wish I win. There's no doubt about that. Now, Steen Yendel was fined $400. He released a statement there yesterday apologizing for his comments that we won't repeat on this show for obvious reasons. Um, I didn't like so, But he said an apology that went for two pages, basically. Dean Yendel's unique character. I like having a, a chat to Dean. He's very vulnerable, opens up his heart. He's been through a lot. Um, he's just a country boy. And maybe he needs to think sometimes before he speaks. But that's Dean, that's Dean Yendel. Um, I think I have the same opinion of you here. So I'll let you have that opinion because I don't want to steal it from you. But Yeah, I'm, I just back Dean. I think we just need to stop going after people when people have a slip. Like he, he's just made a slip there. The smallest slip of it was pub talk. It was, it was, it was a little, it was something you would say around your mates. He's, he said it when he's got off a horse, obviously the blood's up. He's just won a race. And then he said it, bang, 
one one sentence. Sorry, guys, shouldn't have said that. Carry on. He's written a you know whether it was him or he was encouraged. It would have been us. He was he was course. encouraged to by Racing Victoria because it was prejudicial to the game or whatever it was. He's been he's written a five two page apology with five steps on how he's going to make amends to the community and it's just like Dean mate. You're a superstar of the game. You're one of the better blokes in racing. You made a slip. Sorry, move on. We just don't need it. Racing, don't need needs, it. racing needs characters. We're in a society of snowflakes. Move on. Yeah. Um, it's Look, it, it was funny, um, but probably not appropriate. I didn't think it was funny, but that was Dean. Well, it's, I, it's thought, I thought it was funny. funny. Yeah, it's funny. I, when I, I first saw it, I... But I, I think Dino... He's, he's, he's a colourful character, and he said a couple of stupid things after, up, after, remember, after racing. Remember he won one, he was, I, said he was a bit excited yeah, when he I, got the back of the horse. I, like, <laughs> I, I, like I like him as a character, Dino, and I do, hopefully he doesn't change. Um, we'll take the news. We'll come back with plenty more. Good morning. Great to be with you. This is Giddy Up this Wednesday morning. What a time to be alive. This is a Wednesday deba- debate. Two superstars joining me, debating some hot topics in the sport of thoroughbred racing, Jack Jenkins and also Miles Fitzner. Just back to the fine of $400 and the apology from Dean Yendel after his comments after the first race there in race one um, at at Swan Hill. Um, You can look, you can find what he said there on social media. It's pretty easy. But Dean Lester's a great character. I reckon he's a good bloke, Uh, Dean Dean Yendel. Yes, I got to get that right. So I reckon Dean Yendel's a great bloke. Um, and he's a little bit different. And sometimes he says, s- sometimes he doesn't think before he speaks. Um, but that's Dino. I don't think he means any harm by it. But, um, and I think if he had his time again, he would take back those comments from Swan Hill. But the the situation with all of this, I think that we're, we're taking away sometimes the authenticity of some of our competitors, our competitors in the sport of racing. So when Dino sends out an apology, let Dino say it in his own words, not this, like that's not a Dean Lester's Dean, Dean Yendall's statement, is it? No. No. So that's, that's not Dino. That's Dino. Um, someone telling him how to apologize. As you point out, Dean just needs to come out and say, say, I'm sorry. I wish I didn't say um, what I said, but, um, it, it's crass. Yeah, I, I've learned and I'll move on. It's crass. It was in poor taste, but it, it's not directly didn't. It's like if you're yeah. getting, if you're directly being offended by that, it's more on you than in the comments in the public eye. Oh, probably not great, but you're spot on. His apology was not, it wasn't his apology. Yeah. It's, but we can't even let people apologize for themselves these days. Mm. Don't apologise if it's not your apology. Yeah, 100%. Or just be like um, Campbell Brown and just never apologise. Yes. Ever. He will apologise one day, Brownie. I think he's apologised a few times. No, you ask him. He he refuses to apologise, which I love. Um, All right, then. Let's get to our ratings. Who wants to start? Then we've got your questions to get through. 0499736736. And then we're having our number one seed for the Caulfield Cup, Cox Plate, Golden Eagle, Champion Sprint. Champion Stakes, Champions Mile, and of course the Melbourne Cup. All right, Domenico. Yeah, you um, I wish I win one. Gold Trip, two. Uh, Militarise, three. Think about it, four. And then I'm, geez, I'm tossing up between Brightside or Alligator Blood here. Um, I'll, I'll probably just stick with Alligator Blood because of the win on the weekend. So he's got to go in at five for me. Yep, I've got uh, Gold Trip at number one. I think... If you're if you're having a conversation about a horse that could potentially do the Grand Slam for the spring, 
how can it not be your number one? Correct. Right. Um, and then I've got, think about it too. I wish I win three. Um, Amelia's jewel. I'm going to leave her in at four. Oh, no way. I'm going to leave her in at four. The blinkers, the blinkers go on. She wins a golden eagle. Two group twos. Yeah, but it's his opinion. It's his ranking. The blinkers, (laughs) the blinkers go on. The blinkers go on. And another shock, maybe I'm going to have fangirl at five. Well, so you should. She gave, she gave Mr. Brightside Windburn. Fair. Fair. Um, one's gold trip for mine because. What I saw in the Turnbull Stakes, these are rankings on what you're seeing at the moment and what your heart feels So well, um, in your mind. So Gold Trip 1. Here we Imperatrice go. 2 because she's been like, you had to see it to believe what she did there the other day at the Valley. 3, think about it because he won the Everest. He won a Premier Stakes and he's a winner. He's a Stradbroke winner. He gets the job done. 4 is I wish I win. I thought he was mighty in defeat there. He didn't have clear galloping room at a, at a vital stage. Whether he beats the winner, I don't know. Wait for it. And five, because I love him, Alligator Blood. Oh, she's oh, out. She's, she's out of the top off. five. At that moment, she's one, out because we don't know. One bad run and you've jumped off. No, oh, no. I can't she's believe out. These you. Are, these are our rankings now for the spring. I don't know if we'll see her again. Correct. So you can't have her in your top five if I don't think I'll see her again. Yep, I If they hope. said she's pulled up okay, we don't know what was wrong with her, but she'll be back better than ever and I'm confident that we'll see the best of her. I would put her in, but we're thinking about she's not even like she's not confirmed to go to the Golden Eagle. Yep. So I can't have her in my top five. And I thought Alligator Blood was the story of the day there the other day. All right, then let's get through some text messages here. Morning, lads. We throw around the, the word superstar and horses a lot. Let's be honest, she isn't a superstar just yet. I've no doubt she will be. And I hope she brains him in the Golden Eagle. That's from Adam from Brisbane. Great text. Yep. As a bloke who loves to pun in 33, I've never wanted to go to the races, but the Everest has interested me and I have to go interstate to go. That's from Braden. Good, Brado. Um, hey, boys, I'm confused what Milo is saying. You're not the only one. What's wrong with a horse being hyped and getting beat? If you're a punter that bets with your heart, you will go broke anyway. I'm not saying there's anything oh, Let ro- me finish. Oh. With, I'm sorry. But they aren't machines and sometimes things go wrong. I don't think that means a horse can't be supported and hyped. It's great for racing. She's gotten people to the track and also new people into racing that might not have been before. We were so lucky to have Black Caviar and Wink so close together, but they are so rare to have horses like that. That's a good text. That's just from Sydney. I I fully agree with everything that they've said, but they're also – I'm I'm not knocking her. I like the hype. I'm all about it. I've been part of it. I'm just saying – this overhype doesn't translate to results on the racetrack. Yeah. You'd boo Santa, couldn't I, mate? Jacob? Oh, um, I don't boo, mate. Gee, Tom Kitten was impressive on the weekend, guys. Obviously not the best ride. I don't think going to stop him in the spring champion stakes, I think he wins that, Tom Kitten. Zaki wins that if he can try. No, it's a three-year-old race, the 1800. The champion stakes? No, the, the spring champion. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. You know, in Sydney. But <laughs> you said champion stakes. Yeah, sorry. It's the same. It's basically <laughs> the same name. Same name. What are you laughing at, Mike? Oh, I've just seen the tweet that's gone up on the Giddy Up with Gareth Hall yep. Twitter. Is Amelia's jewel overrated after a disappointing performance on the weekend? Miles Fitzner quote Overhyped, yes. I rate her highly. Overhyped. She's been overhyped. Jack Jenkins, no, absolutely not. She's a superstar. She win group ones. Well, if that isn't going to get him going, I don't know what will. Yeah, get him going. Oh, so Tom Kitten, I'm now going to hate her. Oh. Tom Kitten's two seventy five. Rafa Tack six dollars. King Colorado seven dollars. Um, Pushy at eleven. Snowman at thirteen. That's the that's the market there. Um, do you think the Everest field is becoming thinner each year and the quality dropping? I don't know. Like I, I can't believe the talk about. Geez, the Everest wasn't as good as previous years. We had. 
we had a, a deep field. The only horse missing from that field at the end of the day really was Imperatrice. And Giga Kick. Um, and Giga Kick, but Giga Kick was injured. Yeah. So I think it was a terrific field. Maybe it's Fura, but I don't think she could win with the over 1,200 metres up that, that rise there at Randwick. So I think it was a terrific field. Yep, it was agreed. a great field. Yep. I, I don't, great get, field I don't get that angle at all. No. No. Great field of horses. And it's sort of like drafts in football. Like you're going to have some seasons – that are going to be better than other seasons. It's just the way that the world is. Yep. Um, hey, fellas, who wins the, the Kunji today at Caulfield? Do you give Steinem a chance? Ben, I'm with Fachita San. I reckon on these dry tracks, I know he's got a wide gate to overcome, but I like him today. Uh, I'm with Miramasa. I think he's a different horse since he's come back gelded, and I think he can run a really good race today. Yep. Uh, big opportunity to find some value here. Dimel's around the $10 mark. Steinem's around the $8 mark. Um, and... Uh, I reckon they're probably going to be my plays. Couple that are sort of a Tommy Two play, I think. Right, Gareth, you are a snowflake. That's a good point you make. I see a little bit. You have all sides. Good point, everyone. That's a first. Oh. Um, what's the, to suggest? I wish I win. Will even be at elite miler. Stick to sprinting twelve to fourteen hundred. Um, fell in a GE Fangirl was seriously unlucky. Found out in a fast run Turak, in my opinion. I don't know what that means. Someone confusing love, Fangirl with Amelia's jewel. Yeah, love the boys. Love the show, boys. Fangirl Thanks. was seriously unlucky in the Golden Eagle. Um, that's talking about I wish right. I win. Yeah, yep. there we go. So fell in a Golden Eagle. Fangirl was seriously unlucky. Found out in a fast run Turak, in my opinion. So that's a good point from Josh. Now, now he makes sense. I wish I win beaten in a fastly run Turak, then went to the Golden Eagle, it was a good win in the Golden Eagle. Um, and Fangirl, he believes, was unlucky. So he believes he's a better 12 to 1,400-meter horse. I wish I win. Yeah. Um, there we go. I can't get through all these text messages now because we don't have enough time. Our rankings for these Grand Slam races. Oh, this will be good. This will be good. To come for the rest of the spring. All right, then let's start with the Caulfield Cup. I'm with Gold Trip if he goes that way. Jack. Have Gold. you seen anything on social media? I've texted a few. No, no news on Gold Not Trip. Yet. Just Gold yet. Trip if he goes. If he doesn't go, West Wind blows. Yep. West Wind blows for me, and everyone knows I've had a futures on Duke Decessa, but West Wind blows for me. So Caulfield Cup, Gold Trip. Gold Trip or West Wind blows? West Wind blows Duke Decessa. Cox, only mile, number one. Number one. West Wind, seat. well, he said two. I, no, I you said if it, if it doesn't go. No, he said if Gold Trip doesn't West go. West Wind blows. Cox Plate, Gold Trip. Gold Trip. Romantic Warrior. Golden Eagle. Say it. Say it. I'm going to say it. Say Amelia's it. Jewel, if she goes with the blinkers on, Kovalika. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Um, if she yeah, goes, Amelia's. If go not, to the next Kovalika. one, I'm the exact same. Yep. Yep. Melbourne Cup. Oh, Gold Trip. You didn't give me that. Gold Trip. Um, give me a second. Give me a second. Go, can we go no, back to the other one? You didn't send me that. Oh, well, sorry. It's a grand slam. Uh, Vorban. 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 Yeah. The hurdler. Vorban. Oh, uh, I'm with, I'm with the, the internationals all the way through. Champion sprint. A dead heat between Imperatries and In Secret. Yeah, I think you just got to back the track there. So I'm going to go with the one that I know loves going down the straight, which is In Secret. I wish Huge I win. Track. Champion stakes. Uh, Victoria Road. Zaki. Kovalika. Ooh. Yeah, good. And I Ooh. like that. I like that a lot. 
Champions Mile. Fangirl. This is where I'm... Was, I'm with Fangirl too. I'm thinking, oh, I'll toss up between Antino or Kovalega, depending on which one. I'll, I'll say Antino here. All right, beautiful. Antino. Antino, yeah. there you go. Boys, how... Do none of you have think about it as our top horse? Just one of our biggest sprint keeps winning. No ceiling potential to go unbeaten over um, over something this that's, year. Maybe. That's a fair point. That's a that fair point. That is a fair point. I had him third, didn't I? Behind Imperatrice. Yeah. Hey, let's take a break. Stay for the bag of tips. We need your tips for Melbourne today. Oh, yeah. Here. I'm keen too. So we'll take a break. Then we'll come back with a bag of tips. That was the Wednesday debate. Thanks to, of course, Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And we'll be live trackside at Caulfield Cup this Saturday. We'll start with Miles and I with winners. Then we've got race card with Nicholas Quinn and then into the afternoon show. And if you use the code SENTRACK, you get $100 off your MRC memberships.